Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. We saw that they had had quite a lot of, um, they had quite... They, 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 were, you know, they, they, were, they were struggling and helping around. I said, in terms of, everything was done manually. Everything was done manually. Everything was done manually. And, and so he gave them, he, gave, he, he donated to that city a land cruiser that had an open bag so that they would be able to go and carry stuff in the market, sorry, in the in the in 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 the farms, and move things around at least to help the village. So what now happened was that he he, not, he got back again, and the day he got back, he saw he had um, he saw with his um, he came there and he saw them. They had the land cruiser well packed. So they now said, ah. What is he said? He said. He said. How was he doing? The king said, Ah, thank you so much. That Lankusa has been good. He said, When we are, when it is too hot, we go in there, we put it on, we put on the AC, and we feel good. He said, in fact, there is this radio that we can listen to. So everybody around the village gather around it and listen to the news. But they never used it to carry anything. They were still carrying what they were doing normally. What does that say to us? It wasn't that the the land cruiser was not useful. They used it. It benefited them. To their own knowledge, that is the best that can happen through that land cruiser. But actually, what it was meant for, they never used it for. So as we begin to look at revival, because I believe that we are breathing or we are hiding closely, God bless you, we are hiding closely to a season of revival. A season of revival. Jesus said in John chapter fourteen, verse, verse uh, John chapter four, verse fourteen. The Bible says he was talking about the Holy Spirit. He said, "Whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him, will uh, sorry, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water." But the water that I shall give him shall become a fountain of living water, springing into eternal life. So that means that, you know, another fashion, the NLT will tell you bubbling. So it is, the, and the Bible talks about it here, you would say, let's, you would say that the Bible was talking later, it was talking about the Holy Spirit. We were talking about the Holy Spirit all through the week, so all through the month. And so he said that this grace, the Holy Spirit that God will give you or has given you, it is bubbling and it is supposed to bubble out to a point. 
He said, it is bringing up. In fact, when you go to John chapter 7, verse 37 to 38, he said, in the last days, in the, in the, in the last, on the last day of the feast, that great, sorry, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, if anyone tests, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now, I explained this to us last time when we when we had the conversation. Salah did a lot around around these things last last week, which I'm really grateful for. Is that is that his is singular, but rivers is plural. So what he's saying is that the avenue by which those streams may come out of you, your own area may be music, your own area may be uh, your career, your own area may be, it is, but it is different rivers, but one quality, the, the, the content is the same. That is why he said of living water. He did not say living water, he said living water. So what he's saying is that those you may have rivers, the content is the same. The content is the same. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, when we talk about revival, when we go talk about revival, the normal thing, the what we believe about revival is something being revived, bringing back to life. But the issue, that is a good definition. If only we know what life means by scriptures. Does that make sense? We can use the word. That is why but we can use the word but what is what does it mean and the components of what we are talking about what does that mean so while we are talking about this from the channel of the Holy Spirit and you begin to see it Jesus said in John chapter 6 verse 30, 68 sorry 63 John chapter 6 verse 63 he says it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So basically, one of the things, one the major thing that revival does, because the Bible says God is life. The essence of revival, why the why God, why the revival is brought about, is that the more a man, when a man is away from God, the when you are in a revival, one of the things that will be conscious to you, we will get them, is how far you are away from God. If if we made there are two things, and I need to put this right. There are two things. What they may call, what we may call, rather, may just be a service. 
it's not viable. At the best of it, it's a kickstart. And I'll show you true scriptures as you get closer to those things. One of the revivals that we will talk about or awakening, you, it's what we saw in, in Joel. And we saw in the book of Acts. It said, in the last days, Joel chapter 2, verse 8, said, in the last days, I will, it said, it said, and it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He said, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And verse 29 says, also your maid servants, your maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Now let us see where it started from. What was happening that God said, I will pour out my spirit. Now, Joel chapter 2, that same scripture, verse 1 says, Blow the trumpet in, in, in Zion. Sound the alarm in the holy mountains. Let the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord is at hand. What does that mean? Do you only blow alarm to people that are, that are sleeping? So that alarm is supposed to wake you up to be alive to God. And we will see how revival hits in the scriptures and the, 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 the impact of revival. Because when you are in a revival, you would know. Revival is not one service. Scripturally. Revival is not one service. That's what I said. The service you have is just a kickstart. Hey, man. Sorry, I'm going to shoot you a bit. Don't worry. We'll land safely. Hallelujah. Hey, man. There was a time, I think it was here, we did. God was saying that we should do a revival. And um, I forgot. <laughs> so, so that, that's the truth. I forgot. So somebody said, ah, it's almost Lenten, it's almost finished. How are we going to do revival? And I said that, they said, I'm not going to do revival. I said, how come you know, we, we, we don't play so much in Lent? I said, don't worry, we'll have revival. So it's revival that goes in the We'll have revival. And I can remember that day. I didn't even know. Apparently, there was a conversation that happened within one or two people or whatever it is that said, does this guy know what he's talking about? How can we have revival? We can't have revival during it. And when we finished that service that day, I think the topic was revival also. They came to meet me and they said, Pastor, I said, I have never been in such a revival. I said, he said, I, he said, this is what we were saying. He said, but truly, we can see revival. Because even that, the person that had not gone to France and walked with that, that thing, that thing, that thing. See, oh gosh. I said, I said to them, see, I, 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 and I love the fact that they didn't tell me the word before, you know. They had had their opinion, which is good. And that is how God works. 
You get what I'm trying to say? Then when you get into revival, you know you, you've entered revival. The revival that will say, oh yeah, let's stand up like that. Yeah, no, you are not revival. That's what you are not revival. Yeah, just, you know, you are, you are getting ready to enter something like revival. It's not. I'm sharing this with you so that we can know how to pursue God, especially when things are happening because God has helped us to rebuild an altar of prayer. So that when you enter the season of revival, you would know. So, let's just go quickly. Amen. Now, let me... I did a Google search of... Let's go to the next slide, please. Of Christian Revival. This is what we'll come up first. Christian Revival. What we do is Revival, but Christian Revival. Hallelujah. Amen. Sorry, it's a bit... Um, it's a bit... It says here, so we talk about we have expanded that. It says Christian revivalism is in peace spiritual interest or renewal in the life of a church congregation or society with a local or a society with a local, national and global effect. He said revivals are seen as restoration of the church itself to a fervent relationship with God after a period of moral decline. So he's saying when there is moral decline going on, the way God pushes that season back is through a revival. So why so when we so when we begin to understand this then we would begin to see how revival really means so that when God declares to you that I need a, I need you to do or we need to do a revival then you know what God is actually pointing at. God grant us grace in Jesus' name. Are we still together? Amen. So that is... Like I said, if you... If you the, the, the first... Um, that is the first thing that is the first thing that you will see as soon as you Google it. But take note of those, those things that we said there. He said, revivals are seen as a restoration of the church itself to a vital and fervent relationship with God after a period of moral decline. Then a revival is reached. Because revival is returning you, reawakening you back to God. 
So when you finish revival, and there is no reignitement of hunger to live a holy life, you are not a part of that. Even Google says so. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so I don't worry. I know we, you know, and God will continue to help us as we go, as we are sharing the It's not, uh, please don't get me wrong. This is the, one of those topics that we, I am not saying don't attend revivals. I'm saying if God actually called for a revival, know what he's looking for. Does that make sense? Amen. So, when, when you read the Bible, and the Bible talks about that suddenly, what happened suddenly in the book of uh, Acts, the Holy Spirit came. So let's see how, what the impact of this is. Malachi chapter 3, verse, verse 1 to 4. It says, Behold, I will send my messenger, prepare, um, and he will prepare before me, the, in, in me, and the Lord whom you seek will come suddenly into his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant, in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. He says, the next slide says, he says, but who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? He shall appear like a refiner's fire and like a long red soul. The Bible says he would he would he would refine, he, he would sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. This is when the Holy Spirit breaks. The Bible says he will purify the sons of Levi. Who are the sons of Levi in the Bible? The Christians, those who are already serving God. It says, He will purge them as gold and silver that they may offer to the Lord an offering of righteousness. An offering in righteousness, sorry. An offering in righteousness. Then, then the, the verse 4 says that then the Lord, then, then, the, then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasant to God as in the days of whom, as in the former years. So what are we talking about here? Is that when this event happens, one of the things he will first of all do is restore back people to righteousness. Now, revival, one of the things that one of the major things you would see in a revival is intense activity of the Holy Spirit. Now, the question is what is the intense activity that the Holy Spirit does? When it comes with intensity into a place, what does he do? Jesus told us. In John chapter 16, verse 7 to 13, Jesus said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But... But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, in a revival, the, the strong activity of the Holy Spirit 
is what Jesus is talking about here. He said, it will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment because they do not believe in me and of righteousness because I go to the Father and you see me. You, you, you see me. So, when we go on to um, verse 13, I'm just going to read verse 13 to us. It says, however, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truths. For he will not speak of his own authority. What Jesus is saying is that what I'm trying to point out is that when Jesus was talking, he was talking about the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes. So, in a revival, when the Holy Spirit comes with intensity, the, the least of what he will do is to throw people up. His major mission is what Malachi said and is what Jesus said. So when, it, when you are in a revival, one of the things you would know is that see, your hunger for, for holiness would, would be on the peak. I referred you to Google's definition of Christian revival. Amen. So let us see. So as we now define that what happened on the day of Pentecost, according to Joel, if you read Joel in context, it is a revival, a turning back to God. So you will see Joel chapter, sorry, Acts chapter 2. The Bible says, we know this scripture, well, Acts chapter 2 from verse 1. It said, when on the day of Pentecost had come, they, they, were, they, were, they were with one accord in in, in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a mighty um, like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole the whole house where they were sitting. And sorry, verse 3 says, Then he appeared on them like a divided tongue of as of fire and sat on each of them. Verse 4 said they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, please note verse 5 and 6. The Bible says that, and they were dwelling in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. When the Bible says devout men, another person will tell you, God fearing men. So, when the Holy Spirit came, is first. His first impact, like Malachi said, like Jesus spoke about, was that he went straight. And the Bible says they had the sound. I said, and when they had the when the sound had called, the multitude gathered together. Who were the multitude? The devoted men. Because they had because everyone had them speak in their own language. Now, this is the same scripture that we are in Acts two. Now, please, when you now read verse 14, you would think that Peter was talking to unbelievers. When he said in verse 14, and, but Peter stood, standing before them, standing up with the level, raised up his voice and said to them, men of Judah and all those dwellers in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed to my voice. He said, we are not drunk, I think, I think so. Then now said, verse 16 says that, 
He says, but this is the day that which prophet Joel has spoken about. I'm just going to go to, I'm just pointing that scripture. I'm still within that scripture. Now, verse 38. Acts 2, 38. Then Peter said to them, this same devoted man, he said, repent, every one of you, and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. See, when, when the baptism, when, when revival hits, you would see how far, no matter, see, all this, when the revival hits, proper revival hits, that's why I said that these men were devoted men. They were already people that you see that, oh, I know I'm a good Christian, at least, but when revival hits, you will see how far you are away from God. So, revival will draw you closer to him. And that's what happened in the book of Acts. He said, he said um, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Somebody, uh, excuse me, what, what does that mean? I'm, I'm a good Christian. If you enter revival, you know what we're talking about. And God, these things have, God is so interested in revival hitting all the time because there are certain things that can only move within a revival. If not, you will think you are okay. Amen. Amen. Now let's see how the scripture talks about revival. What David said, David said in, in Psalm 80 verse 18, he said, then we will turn, then we will not turn back from you. Revive us and we will call on your name. So what was David dealing about? They had already left God. And he said, God, revive us. Pull us back. Send a revival. It will bring us back to the place we are supposed to be. God will grant us grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, one of the things that happen in a revival is intensity of prayer and the word. The word of God will go to a new level within the revival. Those two things are paramount. And you will see it when revival was about to hit. Now, those prayer sessions are not. Now, what give back to revival are prayer altars. That is why when Jesus was going to tell the disciples before the day of Pentecost, he said to them, Stay here. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 1, the Bible says they gather together, praying together in one accord. All of a sudden, suddenly, revival was there. And you saw that the first thing the revival first of all preached was everybody that still thinks that they are still okay with God. That's what the revival first of all picked. It picks Christians that are, so some, some Christians are still like, you know, Look one Christians, revival hits them back, it clears them him quickly. 
Then the ones that think that, that feel that they are so far from God, that they don't even know what to do, when revival hits, it draws them quickly. Then you will not have what some people may call the awakening. So awakening is that people who are totally dead. Those are, those are ones. Revival is put, bringing back people that are still away. Awakening is, you know, they need to awake them to reality. God grant us grace in Jesus' name. So you would see that after the revival broke, after the spirit came and brought life, you know, we said the Holy Spirit, Jesus said the spirit that I, the spirit is life. So when the spirit of God descended, what he did was to bring them back to life. So you begin to see the order. The Bible says in Acts chapter 6, verse 4. Okay, Acts chapter 6, verse 4. The Bible says that he says the Bible the apostle said we will give ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So if you go to verse 7, the next slide, go to verse 7, Acts 6, 7. The Bible says the word of God prayed and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and many priests again, we are talking about people who are Jim Jim Christian. When revival hits, they to themselves they will become obedient. God grant us grace in Jesus' name. Now, when revival hits, it doesn't revival does not see when you are in a revival, you will not be holy happening in taxes and evidence of, of revival. If, if you are connected to a revival, let's put that. It will not be something alone that is happening in the church. It will also be happening in your house. When you are in a season of revival, as, as the word is coming heavily in the church, even in your house, on your day-to-day basis, your heart will be hungry to know God. So it will not be revival that when we packed here, Revival has finished. No, that's not revival. Acts chapter 5, verse 42. The Bible says that daily in the temple and in every house. Acts chapter four, uh, 5, verse 42. said daily in the temple and in every house. So as revival hit in the church, it was, people were not different in church and at home. It was because when revival hit, Revival is not is not is not restricted to a four corner, a, 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 sorry, the, the four walls of a place. You know, it got to a point, and this is where we are talking about when revival hits, it doesn't only restrict itself in a church. It begins to spread across the nation or even within the community. So when a revival hits, one you will first of all see it in the life of people within the church. I'm not talking about having no money, that's all of the The hunger for God will, will go on the on the on, on the it would just be wherever you see them, all they want to know, even if they are at home. 
And that's why you see in Acts chapter 5, verse 28, it says that saying that did we not strictly command, uh, command you not to teach in the name, in, in this name, look, you are filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. So basically, when revival broke, it did not restrict itself within the place. It filled the entire environment. People began to see. People began to, there was something that, and, and, we would, and I would just zero in on one particular revival as that happened in our lifetime, that you would see what, what I'm, when we talk about revival. There, can, there would be prayer meetings before revival breaks. So when God says, do this revival, do this, he's, he's just trying to say, kick start it, kick start it, kick start it. Because when it finally breaks, you would know. Hallelujah. The Bible says that, and that, and that is what we are talking about. You know, John chapter 6, I said, we, we read it before. He said, the spirit gives life and the flesh profit not. He said, the words. So when you see in a revival, one of the things that will definitely happen is that is that the word of God would be would be would be on the rise. And as a result of that, there would be an awakening. People would begin to see to hunger for God. I know I am describing something that may not necessarily be what we have seen. Or high also, there's a lot that I want to see in my own lifetime. A revival break. When a revival breaks, you would know. You would know. And the Bible says that at the entrance of the world, give it life. Light, sorry. And you see in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, verse, Arise and shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is upon you. Behold, darkness covers the earth and deep darkness. He said, the glory, his, his glory is risen upon you, and Gentiles shall come to your light. He said, Gentiles shall come to your light, and the king to the rising of your light. So when light breaks, it will happen. In this time, the way the nation is going, like if you go back to that definition that like we shared in, 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 in uh, what's it called? In, um, on True Google, and things like that, and if you go through any scripture that I've gone through with you, what we need now is a revival. Because in revival, see, in evangelism, you can one, two, invite In revival, is a higher level. I was thinking about today, when Jesus said, make disciples of nations, he knows that the only way you can achieve that is when a revival breaks. Then if it breaks, it's not. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me share a revival with you. That is well documented. It's called the Welsh, the Welsh revival. It happened in um, 19, it was a year revival. Like I said, if you, if you Google the Welsh revival now, it will tell you the period of time. So you can see 
he says a year. That means that it's not one Sabbath. So that is why at times when you get to some people say, um, I'm going to the Bible, some people may struggle what you're saying. You know, when he said, I remember it's going to end at five. <laughs> like, okay, all right, okay. You know, you're going for a service. Or you're going for a kickstarting of something that is about to come. See, that is why I signed up with that analogy. Because you may be satisfied with the fact that that car has AC. And you can sit, you can listen to music. It is good. But that's not the whole intention of the car. I will tell So this revival started of and it started up by a very young woman, man, who gave his life to Christ at the age of 13. He was a man that was a coal, he was, he was, he was working in a coal, coal area. So he was one of the very less landed people. Even in this country, as I said, if you want to become a pastor, you have to be, you have to go through school. But if I had nothing, and you have it on BBC. Let's go, let's go to the next slide, please. You have, you have it on BBC. Now, Evan Roberts and the 1904 Revival. So it was, we are talking about a revival that is, that is in one corner. See, that is why some people will tell you how many revivals have broken. Because there are records of revivals when revival breaks. Even in Nigeria, there are records of revival when they broke. So, when those who know when revival breaks, you would know when because it will not be something that you will hide in your room. When revival breaks, press people will document it that something happened. Sadly, the revival ended in 1905. But again, that's another conversation of why the revival ended. But, so you would see, the Bible says, sorry, not the Bible, uh, BBC. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, so BBC says, let's, let's just, I, I just want to point out something to you that happened within the period of this revival. The next, um, no, just go to the next um, the slide after that. No, just go to the next one. Now, this is the BBC page, so I just, copied it out so that you can see that place clearly. It says, quite simply, the firestorm fire, fire hit the churches. So it wasn't one church. When the revival broke, through one man, and this man, all his desire was, he mounted the prayer altar personally. In, it was God. I want to see, when you're talking about revival, it's not about you. So, the, so um, BBC says, <laughs> BBC says, it says, a firestorm had hit the churches. Robert appealed to young and old alike. So, this, when revival breaks, it is not revival for youth. 
or is that half of adults? When the Bible breaks, it doesn't know which age range you are. So, as we read on, it says, who were desperate and need of direction for their life. He gave them fire in their bellies and hope in their hearts. As Evan Roberts and his, and his, and his followers journeyed all over Wales, the effect of these missionary journeys were outstanding. Now, let us see one of the things that was accredited to him, to that revival. He said, quite apart from the covert who suddenly found purpose for their lives, there were also clear social benefits. Crime rate dropped wherever he came to preach. The huge number of people gave up alcohol. Pubs closed. Hotels and inns all over the country reported major losses in trade. The movement spread soon into cities in in in, in, in England, holding 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 revivalist meetings. So what happened when the survivor broke? Even pubs closed. It wasn't coronavirus that closed. <laughs> because when the revival breaks, I'm not sharing with you. When the revival breaks, there is no way you will not know if revival has broken. Because it is on record that policemen were sacked because there was nobody in cells. People were not, nobody was committing crime. So there was nobody you could, you could arrest. The question is, as we draw this to a close, I am trying to point you at when revival hits a place, you would know. There are revivals, there are Zusa Street revival. When it broke, everybody knew. It was recorded that in Nazusa Street, when they say hallelujah, the baby that was just born will raise up their hand. Those are records of it. So it wasn't, there wasn't, it wasn't, you sit down there. No, you are not a revival. If revival hits, you would know. God grant us grace in Jesus' name. Let's just read what he said. He says, um, the tweets, uh, so he, he doesn't tweet, he didn't tweet, but some people created a page for me and they use his quotes and things like that. <laughs> the, he says that, I have built the altar and laid the wood in order and I have prepared an offering. I am only waiting for fire. So these are men that constantly, see, revival doesn't just happen. You don't go to revival and say, okay, let's start revival. Oh, God is going to do, revival is going to happen. Let's know. There is, you don't know when revival will hit. But one, one thing that is required in revival is men and women ready to, already preparing the ground for the revival to hit. 
he would say in one of his writings that you know he, he, he stood in the presence of prayer for over 10 years waiting for that revenge. and when he hit everybody knew and as we let's just speak and go to the our time now this is sorry this is this one this is the Western Mail. This is not the Christian newspaper. This is their own Daily Mail newspaper in those days. Summed up his obituary. This was. He was a man who had experienced strange things in his youth. He had seemed to hold the nation in the palms of his hand. He endured strange and underwent great changes of opinion and outlook. But his religious conviction remains firm to the end. He held a nation in his palms. It was just nobody. It was just a boy that was working in the cold, uh, cold mines. But because he was prepared to seek God for revival, when it happened, even his obituary, it, was, it, was, it is on record. May God help us in Jesus' name. One thing I just want to say to us, as we draw this to a close, There was a man called Reverend Seth Joshua. He was at a place, he was praying for a revival. Then he prayed the prayer. Let's go to the next one, please. He said, Lord, do this and do this and bend us. So when he said bend us, what he's saying is that on the altar of prayer, we need revival in our peace. In this meeting, that young man was there. So what he said, when the pastor was saying, bend us, he turned to God and he said, let's go to the next slide, please. He said, Lord, bend me. God was throwing out an invitation, saying, I want to bring a revival. Who among you is ready to take the option. And he went to his home. The pastor was saying, bend horse. He was saying, God, bend him. Isaiah 44 says to us, I will pour water on him who is thirsty and flood on dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your descendants. Are you really hungry for revival or you are just okay with the services that we do? It is not bad. But they don't complain when you say the world is misbehaving. They would misbehave because there is nobody Standing for revivals. 
Nehemiah was a man that saw revival in his days. The, the temple of the Lord are broken. And when you read it, Nehemiah chapter, I'm just going to read just two verses, just, um, he says, verse two, he says that, he says, and Anya, one of my brethren, came with men from Judah, and I had them according things concerning, concerning the Jews who had escaped and, and, and who survived in captivity concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, the survivors left from captive um, in, the, uh, in, in the province, and there was great distress and reproach. The walls of Jerusalem, what they meant when they mean the walls of Jerusalem, they're talking about the temple. Said the walls of Jerusalem broke down and the gates were gone. It's, the Bible says, so, so it was. When I heard these words, I wept and mourned for them. I fasted and prayed to the God of heaven. Nobody told him. God did not tell him, this is my job for you. Ever robot, God did not say to him, I am calling you to become this. No. He saw what was wrong and he decided to place himself as a sacrifice before God. The same thing was Nehemiah. So the question is, are you going to, what exactly do we want to see? As these days of revival is breathing, what exactly do you want to see? In our own generation, we need to see a revival. But revival cannot just be gatherings. Where there are one or two things that God will say, and you are happy that you see revival. You have not, I have not. But there are days that God is still looking for people like Evan Roberts who will stand and God will say, you know, it will not only be written in heaven, head will say, this thing happened during this time. There was a day in London where there was nobody left in prison. Why? Because a revival broke. The last slide as I go. He said, No great spiritual awakening has begun anywhere apart from a united prayer. Revival does not break except there are men and women committed to God saying, God, I want to see a revival in my own generation. I cannot quote you a list of them, but there are so many revivals that has broken across the world. But do you know one thing also about revivals? Set the man set, uh, the man that I spoke about earlier that said God bend us, 
he has been his prayer that God you would raise a young boy that will bring revival. So what Evans did, it wasn't that it was somebody's labor on the altar of prayer that brought that result. What I'm trying to say to you is that there are people who have labored in the place of prayer for you. That God, there will be somebody in this generation that would that you would raise to bring an harvest like never before. Evan Robert asked for a hundred thousand souls, and that is what he got. Maybe that's why the revival began to bring you afterwards. It was recorded in one of the, these revivals that when the revival is going on, people would, people would, you know that, um, I've forgotten the, I think, was it the head breeze one revival? That people were praying, constantly meeting in a horse bed, in a horse, uh, what's it called? And they would stand there and they would be praying. All of a sudden, one day, when the revival was going to break, they did not know. But as soon as they stood out on the streets, people were coming out of their houses, lining up the streets of England, because the revival had hit them even in their house, and everybody was seeking the face of God. There is a level of sharing the gospel that is important. But there is another level of asking God that revival will hit a land, then you will see that it will be difficult. You know that the body of Christ is far from revival. When somebody can be wallowing in sin and yet turn up in church, I go back the same way. They didn't meet a revival. If people meet revival, that's what the Bible called godly song. You see somebody sitting down, they are just they're just in tears. You will see it in scriptures. The Bible says that when Peter came to meet Jesus, when he said, um, uh, what was he saying? He said, Don't cast off your head. He, he was saying that he said, we've been cutting, looking for fish all day, okay. and things like that. And Jesus said, Cast your net on this side. And cast his net. Please, what did Peter say? Peter said, Get away from me. I am a sinner. Did Jesus call him sinner? How did he know he was a sinner? When revival breaks, <laughs> I was in a little like revival one day when an uncle was telling me, said, By your phone. But, but, uh, <laughs> said, you know, ah, my wife has been behaving some way, one way or the other. But you know, ah, I dare not step outside and stop at Allen. You know, Allen in Nigeria is a place where prostitutes, uh, prostitutes stand. So I can't stop there. I said, why? I said, ah, if I'm going to stop there, then I will not come to church for the next two weeks. 
Because as you step in, they don't need to, as you step in, it will be known. See, it is good that, you know, you say your prayer, forgiveness. See, when you are in revival, you would, see, all this is because the revival has not hit in a long time. That's why some things are like, you know, oh no, it's, but it is not. When Ananas has appeared, why was their sin not in, 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 in? Because it was in the midst of revival. If you want to see revival, where God is helping us to build, and as we join this week of prayer, I am not saying that's revival, but we are gradually building the momentum to that place. God has given us the grace as a church, or a group, to, to, to start an altar of prayer. And he said to us, please, don't ask me when you are going to stop. That is why he's saying to us about the Friday prayers, regular prayers. What he's trying to build, is trying to build an altar for revival to break. But if you don't know that, you say, well, we prayed last week, we prayed yesterday, oh, you know, we, we, we prayed, you know, that, that is okay. No. When revival, when, what will stop your prayer? In revival, you would know. And it's not that you buy camp. It's not that you stop having a dangerous dream. When revival breaks, you would know. When the, when the suddenly came from heaven, the apostles knew where to stop prayer because they, everywhere was filled with people. Let us rise up. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.